435 on Information 1000, KSOO, and uh, we're very happy to have in the studio today Troy Larson. He is the executive director of the Lewis and Clark Water System, and uh, he's the guy who's been battling, battling behind the <laughs> scenes for over a decade. Did you? We were just talking a little bit. You've been there 15 years, Troy. Almost 15 years. Yeah, it's it's been a it's been a f- uphill struggle all the way. We we often say with Lewis and Clark, nothing comes easy. No, you've been uh, I, back in maybe 10 years ago, five years ago. You guys were really fighting for federal mm-hmm. money, and it would get zeroed out, and then yeah, a few bit back, and then zeroed out, and. And uh, what's that been like for you to every year have to struggle to get that money? It, it was so frustrating. We had about three years there where we didn't do any construction. We were basically at a standstill, and things are going a lot better now. But it, you know, how do you plan? How do you have your engineers do any meaningful work when you just don't know? Are you going to get zero dollars? Are you going to get ten million? Whatever the number. So it was it was incredibly frustrating. And you know, really, what it all started with was the earmark ban. Mm-hmm. Until the earmark ban came into effect, we were doing really well. And not that we're opposed to the earmark ban, but the earmark ban also included included fully vetted authorized projects. They right. essentially threw the baby out with the bathwater. Because you guys had already been approved. Absolutely. Ten, and, yeah. ten years. It took us ten years to get authorized. We had hearing after mm-hmm. hearing, so we were fully vetted, and we got thrown in with the bridge from nowhere. To, they thought they were fixing this problem. Right. So, yeah, it, it was frustrating, but we're on a right path now, and that's where we're going to talk about all the progress being made. Yeah. And quickly to review now, the, the Lewis and Clark water system if you're new to town or haven't been paying attention takes missouri river water treats it down by vermilion big Correct. nice plant down there mm-hmm. and that well north of vermilion away yep. and then uh, pumps it up to sioux falls and a lot of other communities uh it was a it's a godsend for sioux falls but we got our water troy so right we're done yep in, in two, <laughs> 2012 uh, sioux falls and 10 other of our members uh, started receiving lewis and clark water and actually most people don't realize this sioux falls gets 55 percent of their water from lewis and clark so mm-hmm. majority of sioux falls water comes from lewis and clark lewis and clark is the largest water processing facility in the state and so we have currently 13 of our members are receiving water because subsequently to 2012, we've connected a couple more. So we still need to get water to seven more. So yes, communities like Sioux Falls, Harrisburg, T, Lenox, Parker, etc., are getting water and are put into good use. There's a shrimp harbor being located in Laverne because they have access to Lewis and Clark water. And Laverne we, came on not that long ago, right? Yeah, about a year and a half ago. And we're already seeing the dividends with this shrimp harbor announcement, but we still need to get water to the remaining seven members. So yeah, we have a big uphill battle, but we're making good progress and there's a lot of construction taking place at the moment. So the uh, you this not so long ago, a couple of weeks ago maybe, mm-hmm. you had an announcement that the you've let the bids for the next phase to Worthington, right? That's correct. We are currently building pipeline between Adrian and Worthington, and then just recently we awarded two contracts. One was for a reservoir just outside of Worthington and also a meter building that will be located in Worthington. Those two pieces of infrastructure were the last things we needed in order to get water to Worthington. And the construction for all three of those things, the reservoir, the meter building, and the pipeline will be completed by the end of 2018. And Worthington's needed more water for over 100 years. So it's just very exciting for that community finally to have access to a a really reliable source of water. And what's interesting about that is that you've been able to get money from the states uh, to help fill in the gaps here, which is a little surprising. 
that that was huge. If, it, if not for the help from the states, we wouldn't be getting water. We wouldn't even have water to Laverne right now, let alone talk about Worthington. And and what happened was we we were getting such low funding levels to the states that we we went, or excuse me, from the federal government that we went back to the three states and said, can you help us with with what we call federal funding advances? And those are zero interest unsecured loans that we will pay back in the future with our federal funding to the degree we get it. We can't guarantee the federal funding. That's why it's unsecured. So imagine going into the state capitol and any, any of those three states saying, can you help us out with zero interest unsecured loans? And hey, this, buddy. Hey, buddy, yeah. over here. <laughs> and, and this is on top of their original cost share. So all yeah. three states paid in money to begin with, and we went back and asked for these advances. And Minnesota put in an additional $44.5 million. South Dakota put in an additional $8.7 million, and Iowa so far has put in an additional $7 million. That has really been a, just a huge injection into our construction plans, and that's accelerated them and allowed us to keep somewhat on schedule. But again, we have every expectation that that money will be paid back with future federal funding once everyone's connected. Mm-hmm. But when that happens, we, we don't know if that's 10 years, 20 years. And so really, we can't thank the states enough for stepping up in such a huge way. But for Minnesota, which that's a lot of money, $44 million, it's not as big a proportion of their, but they have a lot right. bigger budget than we do and all that, but still a lot of money. But if they wouldn't have done that, Worthington wouldn't be having new water on the No, horizon. like I said, I, we wouldn't even be at Laverne yet. And, and to me, that shows how critically important this project is to economic development and quality of life that the states would even be willing to entertain this. I mean, they didn't, they didn't approve these advances because uh, we're overly convincing in our lobbying or that we're good looking or anything like that. <laughs> they did it on the merits of the project. I mean, this project is so critically needed. They said, well, this really stinks that we have to put up this money to help you go forward. But we believe in this project. we got to get it done. And in Minnesota, it's already paying dividends. This shrimp harbor is huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, the economic development that's going to have is estimated at $23 million a year to Laverne and the surrounding area. So what they're doing Yes, it, it, it was unfortunate that because of the slow federal funding, we had to turn back to the states, but it just shows how important this project is to the, stri- to the stri- tri-state region, and we can't thank the states enough. Uh, make no mistake, though, you are a good-looking man. So, <laughs> I got a great haircut just you like you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we're here with Troy Larson. He is the executive director of the Lewis and Clark Water System that uh, is supplying uh, most of you folks out there with good quality drinking water. Not that the quality of the drinking water in Sioux Falls was bad before. It's just that now we have a, we have a, a dependable supply because people forget during droughts, if the river dried up, we were in trouble. Absolutely, and that happened in the past. And so we're very proud to be a, a partner with Sioux Falls and the other communities. And it is high-quality water. We actually have won two water taste contests in Woo-hoo! Pier. There is such a thing. <laughs> uh, who knew? Uh, but uh, it is very high-quality water, and we're very proud to partner with Sioux Falls and the other communities to make it happen. So who's left out there? I, and yeah, Go ahead. Who's left? Uh, we have uh, the in in I mainly it's Iowa right now. We have Sioux Center and Hall, Sheldon and Sibley. Those are our four members in 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 Iowa. We have Madison, South Dakota. Although we're, we're we have a temporary system in place uh, to get them some water, but it's not Lewis and Clark water, which I can discuss if we have time. But then also we still need to hook up Worthington and Lincoln Pipestone real water. But we are 
we, we have the plan in place to hook up Lincoln Pipestone by the end of this year. And then, as I mentioned, Worthington by the end of 2018. Mm-hmm. So by the end of 2018, we'll have five members left to connect Madison, Sibley, Sheldon, Sioux Center, and Hall. And the, as I said, the, the issue in Sioux Falls was always supply. But in some of these communities, it's quality, is it not? Absolutely right. There's various reasons members are, are, are part of Lewis and Clark. It's either quantity, quality, or both. Uh, for example, Hull and Sibley both had to shut down their wells. They were so The water was so poor that they essentially had to abandon their wells. In fact, I've heard the story of the rag by bike ride that went through mm-hmm. Sibley, they had to put up signs everywhere telling bikers not to drink the water, <laughs> otherwise oh, no. their their ride was going to be shortened. And so that's how bad the water was. Welcome to Sibley. Don't <laughs> drink the water. Um, the uh, uh, So it's really a public health issue for some of these communities as well as just a supply issue. A- absolutely. It, it's, you know, we often tout the ac- the economic development aspects of this project, and that is huge, but it's also quality of life. It's good quality water uh, for the rural water systems, being able to provide that uh, to their members who are also using it then for their cattle, their livestock. Uh, there's so many benefits to having good quality water. And yeah, there, there are some areas of our tri-state region where the water just was not drinkable. And it's also very soft water. So we're seeing a lot of scenarios where people are shedding their water softeners. And, and so, yeah, it's not just quality of life. It's, excuse me, it's not just economic development. It's also quality of life. Um, so wh- how long are you going to ride this train? You've been there 15 years. <laughs> I mean, the, the thing's about done, right? Or you, you've got to be like buying some property in, in the Bahamas or something. You know, right? it's funny. You, you mentioned that, that people think we're, we're almost done. We have, uh, probably at least 10 years to go when I'm 51, so that'll put me at about 61. I, I, when I started 15 years ago, though, I never dreamed that I would actually retire at Lewis and Clark. I thought this was going to be a much quicker process, and it's been a battle. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't know. After the, the system's constructed, they certainly don't need a person of my skill set. So whoever my successor is, they'll have a different role. But uh, my jo- I want to get the job done. You know, I have invested so much in this. It's like starting a jigsaw puzzle and you're three quarters of the way done because we're about 70, 72% complete right now. And, you know, I just can't stop. I got to keep, mm-hmm. I got to keep seeing how it turns out. I don't want to turn it off, hand it off to someone until the project's done. What do you think that day will be like for you? That will be amazing. Uh, the golden spike we're calling. We're going to get a piece, the last piece of pipe. We're going to make sure it's painted gold, uh, like the Transcontinental Railroad and that golden piece of pipe. It, it, it really is going to be gratifying because, you know, anything you have to do where you have to work expe- especially hard and, it, you know, nothing comes easy, you know, it's all that more gratifying when you get to the finish line, like a good long century bike ride <laughs> or something <laughs> like right. that. So, you know, I'm definitely looking forward to that day, but we're probably about 10 years off. Uh, but at least, you know, we can see the light at the end of the tunnel. And that, that's, that certainly gives us a lot of encouragement to keep pushing forward. That's outstanding. Well, Troy, thanks for coming in today. Thanks and, for having uh, me. filling us in. And I'm going to, after this, I'm going to go take a good long drink of water and appreciate that <laughs> fine quality. Thanks, Patrick. Uh, this is the Patrick Lally Show on Information 1000 KSOO. Silver.